Hi, friends. It's Randy and Jess, and we're going to cut the bullshit. And let's get into women's mental health. Welcome to the Women's Mental Health Podcast with Randy and Jess. We're two licensed psychotherapists, and we talk about mental health, well-being, and strategies for coping with life's up and down challenges. And how it's all normal. Today, we're delving into a topic that's crucial for every woman for Today, we're delving into a topic that's crucial for every woman out there, the importance of protecting your peace. Oh, that is so big right there. That has come up so much this last couple of weeks of just protecting your peace. So this episode, we're going to emphasize the importance of protecting your peace for your mental health. We're going to offer some insights, some strategies for implementation. And then we're going to talk about recognizing when to step back how to set boundaries and prioritizing your self-care so that you can foster your mental health and your emotional well-being while guarding your peace. So find us and more resources on womensmentalhealthpodcast.com. Have you ever had these thoughts? Why is it important to protect your peace? How does protecting my peace benefit my mental health? What are some signs that indicate I really need to protect my peace? How can you establish healthy boundaries to protect your peace? What role does self-care play in protecting my peace? How can you navigate toxic relationships and guard your peace? Oh, that's a good one right there. Mm -hmm. How can you protect your peace in a busy, fast-paced world? Can social media impact your peace of mind? And if so, how can you protect yourself from that. We're going to say, yeah, it totally can. Mm -hmm. How can you protect your peace in challenging situations or conflicts with others or workplace? Work? Yeah. yeah. How do you stay committed to protecting your peace when faced with obstacles? Yeah. Okay. So first, what does protecting your peace actually mean? Because that's not something we normally say, but it's been popping up. Yeah, a it's lot. kind of like a little bit of a buzzword right now. Mm -hmm. So really, we're going to dive into the meaning of that. So protecting your peace involves intentionally and mindfully safeguarding your mental and emotional well being while stress and life is raging all around you. Mm hmm. It is so important to safeguard this mental well-being and protecting your peace. Especially as a woman. Yeah, it is so important. It's about creating boundaries that shield you from your from your negativity. Well, well I mean, maybe. it can be. Yeah. <laughs> from negativity and stress and these constant demands of life, especially us as moms and women out there. Yeah, if we don't have these protective strategies around us like boundaries, we can feel very overwhelmed, stressed, or face burnout. Ugh, and, burnout. Yeah, and that can lead to more mental health issues like weight gain or anxiety, depression, also mood swings. So when we're a woman, we're constantly juggling expectations, responsibilities, and our own personal goals that we and if we weights, can actually put our personal yeah. goals out there, my gosh, right? And so that really depletes our emotional reserves and our mental reserves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we feel like we have nothing left. And what I love about the the, the idea of guarding your peace, it involves recognizing when you need to step back, right? It create those healthy boundaries, and that saying no is necessary. 
Remember, no is a full sentence. Yeah, no. It, it is a full sentence, and it, you don't have to explain it because that's part of the boundary piece. Mm-hmm. We're not taught as women that we can actually say no. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to just take, keep taking it on. Yes, yes, yes. Just do it all and just keep going until we have like a mental breakdown. No, we're stopping that right now. And Justice did this in her personal and professional life, too. She was headed towards burnout. And it was like, okay, what are you going to do? And she made some changes and she is feeling two weeks of it. Yeah. And I'm already feeling so much right. better. And I can even see it. It's like a weight has been lifted off of you. Mm-hmm. And so she prioritized herself and she set expectations for herself and her family that this change was going to happen. And she made it happen. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm delegating. I'm not taking on everything like Ken keeping we divide up the tasks and I'm like, somebody needs to take care of their dishes. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make it, you need to do it. Dishes are a big deal in our house. I know I talk about it a lot, yeah. but they're always they're always there. They're always constant. It's always evolving. Yeah, it's like a stupid nagging thing. Yeah. Like a, I hate chores. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I decided what I wanted to do and prior, prioritized, I can never say it. Prioritize, yeah. <laughs> my, um, and what I needed for me and my family because I found I was getting grumpy. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about is like when you don't guard yourself, you don't set boundaries, you don't protect your peace, it exacerbates things like anxiety, depression, not only that, but physical things like your body starts feeling tense or your body can become inflamed or like you said, you just become more moody and then that affects all your relationships and your work and your friendships. And so then everything is compromised, Mm -hmm. you know, and so you really need to develop a toolbox of strategies. Yes. And that includes regular self-care activities. And if you think self-care is like getting a massage, go back and listen to our self-care episodes. Just go to our website and put in self-care and it'll pull them up. Mindfulness practices, setting aside time for things that bring you joy, like whether that's hobbies or crafting or... Activities, running, whatever it is that you need... One of the things I love about we live in a pretty, you know, Pacific Northwest where mm-hmm. it's cold right now. Yeah. And so when the sun comes out, we start to see all of our neighbors and everybody starts gardening and everybody starts having a garden. And it just all of a sudden you get to set aside time. I could get lost for like two hours talking to neighbors when when spring comes along. Yeah. And that to me is important to check in and say hi and, and to see how everybody's doing. And that is protecting my peace. Mm-hmm. If I don't if I don't have it to talk to people, girl, I got to leave my garage door down. Because if I have my garage door open. And that's also protecting your peace. That's yes. a boundary. Because Or I don't have time for this right now. But I do need to make time for it because it does bring me joy. Yes. I feel a lot of times we feel like these things are maybe frivolous. Like, why should I take the time to walk down the street and talk to my neighbor? But if that fills your cup. Fills my cup. That is a tool. And use it. It's not frivolous. Yeah. It's important. And also, like, the importance of learning to say no without guilt. I think a lot of times we can get pressure from family or friends, even work obligations, and we don't know how to say no. And learning to say no without the guilt. Yeah, if you're not comfortable to saying no, I don't want to do that, you can say, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. if somebody says, well, why not? Your response is, I'm just not. The thing about boundaries is that you don't have to explain yourself. You could just say- You don't owe anybody an explanation for anything that you do. Absolutely not. And so that's what 
a lot of times I'll say, unfortunately, I'm not able to do that. Why not? I'm just not. Or I'll say, that's not going to work for me. Why not? It just is not. And learning to do this, it also helps that you have a supportive network that's going to help you get through this. That'll be like, girl, you can say no, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Or you don't have time for that. Friends that'll also call you out on your shit, but also support you when you're doing something good. But also when you're doing something detrimental to yourself, like maybe you need to go take a 15 minute breather and it's okay. People that empower you in learning to protect your peace are very important too in this journey. And you want people who protect their peace too. Yeah, because you can learn from them as an example too. So you want to be, you want to surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. So you can get on the level they are and they can help you and mentor you. Mm -hmm. Because it can be chaos out there. But Mm -hmm. as long as you are safeguarding your peace and you are setting aside time for you, you don't have to be part of that chaos out there. You You don't have to. So Randy, let me ask you, why is it important to protect your peace? Because it helps you maintain your overall emotional and physical well-being. It allows you to reduce stress. It increases your resiliency when you feel contentment and at peace with yourself. And it really helps cultivate that positive mindfulness and mindset. When you prioritize yourself, you're prioritizing your peace. And that can improve your overall mental health, your relationship, your communication, your work life, your everyday life. Yeah, the relationship piece there. I have been more present. Like you had said, Mm -hmm. in the last two weeks, I changed some things up. Yeah, when you're not constantly feeling a drain on you, Mm -hmm. you can give more to where it's important. Exactly. And I felt I wasn't being able to give it here at home, Mm -hmm. right? And I wanted to be able to give it at home instead of being like, yep, all right, fine. Mm." Yeah. And so- Putting your blinders on. That's why I was just going, yeah. And so it is protecting my peace so I can give me where I want to give me. So that leads into- How does protecting your peace then benefit your mental health? Well, she just said it. Yeah. I it's when you prioritize your self-care and set your boundaries, it helps you manage stress and reduce anxiety and and maintain a healthy emotional balance. Yeah, and reduces burnout. Yeah, it really does. And it just you're creating this safe space for yourself. And that is, I think, the theme of the year is creating a safe space Mm. for yourself where you can enhance your mental health and experience increased happiness and fulfillment. That's really what we want. I really do think that's the theme this year. I think that's a good theme. Let's make that. Mm -hmm. We're making that a thing. That's a theme. (laughs) Randy, what are some signs that indicate you need to protect your peace? So this is really where it's important to listen to yourself and pay attention to your mood and your physical symptoms You could have feelings of being overwhelmed. You could be really irritable, like you're snapping at people, constantly feeling drained, which is what we were talking about. Like Jess, she felt like that. You might also notice that you're having a hard time focusing or you're not sleeping well, or maybe you're sleeping too much, or you just like overall are not finding enjoyment in things that you used to find enjoyment in. Like you don't really want to go out with your friends. You don't want to do activities that you normally find happiness with. So really tune into yourself and trust your gut and your intuition. See if there's any patterns going on and mm-hmm. listen to what your mind and your body are telling you as women. We are very well known for pushing that aside. Powering <laughs> and, and, through. 
powering through and then ending up in the hospital or sick or like I just have walking pneumonia right now because I wasn't listening to my body. And I was sick the week before her. Yeah. Two weeks before her. You could tell that we were burning. We were burning ourselves out. So just how can you establish healthy boundaries to protect your peace? Oh, I love boundaries. So we look, go check out our episode on boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, and boundaries. Start by understanding what your values and needs are. That is the very first thing. You have to figure out what you stand for, what your needs are, and then communicate those needs assertively and kindly because what you're doing is like you're saying what you will and won't tolerate. You're telling people how to treat you mm-hmm. and how you want to be treated with boundaries. Yeah. I literally have to think of like putting a fence up and that or a shield up and I'm protecting myself and these words that I'm saying are and that needs to be respected. Like you would not expect like somebody to just come take an axe to your fence and start breaking it down without talking to you. Would you? Like no. Well, but that's what people do. But that's like what you, you would tell be like, them no. You would be like psychopath murder, mm-hmm. but we allow people to do that to our mental and emotional boundaries all the time. It, it, part of it is that you have to be brave, right? You've got to be ballsy and you got to get out there to say no. Yeah, you need to be authentic. You need yeah. to be authentic with yourself. You do. Authentic with yourself. Learn to prioritize what you need and get rid of guilt. Guilt is such a wasted emotion. I know. It's We're- a stupid emotion. It is like why? Yeah, you can have remorse if you've done something really horrible and you know you're in the wrong and you need to communicate that. But I feel like so much of the guilt we carry is just this from society, and it's just like this. It's somebody else putting it on us. Yeah, it's like I should have, could have, would have around your neck that you just let Ugh. that you hang yourself with, and it's like why? Oh, okay. Yeah, anyways, all right. Well, Randy. What role does self-care play in protecting your peace? When you learn to put yourself first, that's self-care. And you learn to incorporate activities that really nourish your mind, your body, your soul. And you practice that and you practice mindfulness and you practice being present and you practice good communication and you engage in things that bring you joy, whether that's a hobby or a craft. And you surround yourself with people that love those things too. And taking care of your sleep hygiene and just overall your physical and mental well-being, you are protecting your peace. Mm -hmm. And again, self-care is not selfish. It's necessary. I think that a lot of times because we think self-care is frivolous and or that's attached to a face mask or like a facial or like a bubble bath and it's not it's anything that brings you joy but happy peace all those things that you just said well, i love those things well, no, but like a face mask or a bubble bath yeah i do that in my bathroom by myself yeah you can do diy so, at home it doesn't have to cost a no thing. no it's not yeah. about the cost that's that's how i literally can get peace i lock myself in the bathroom yes and that bath. is yeah. that is literally setting a boundary and protecting your peace when you're like i need to go have a bubble bath because it's not like people are going to come talk to you typically you right. know and well, and- i have to lock my kids out because they would but yeah but that's a way that leading into this like how do we protect your peace in a busy fast-paced world well because things like this mm-hmm. like jess was talking about and and yeah, set these realistic expectations and practice time management. Randy's got this thing. What do you call it on your phone? 
I just put it on mute, but you do like a do not disturb. Oh, it's a focus. So if you have like an Apple phone, an iPhone, they have a focus thing. So you can do, now they have even more. You can do meditation. You can do work. You can do personal time. You can do driving. You can do do not disturb. And it, I have it set to like if there's an emergency with my kids or my partner, like it'll ring through. But like for anyone else, it just mutes all my notifications and the flashing and the buzzing and the noise on my phone because I would never get anything done practicing that helps me manage my time so I'm not distracted. Right. So create these moments of of stillness, even if it's just for a few minutes each day. There's that, something about meditating and yeah. just being in the moment. Like I start my day each day with a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and I sit at my desk and I just check in with myself and what's going on. Yeah. And I've started just doing one minute of mindfulness or breathing exercises because Sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed. I can't, but I'm like one minute I can handle. I break it down so it's so tiny that Mm -hmm. I can't really ignore it. And it feels easy (laughs) because if it's too much, I'm just going to not do it. And that allows me. I also was thinking, I since my son has ADHD too, I've always used a visual timer with him. And I was like, I need an adult visual timer. And I recently just got one off of Amazon too because I was like, I needed something that I could – that I could physically see and and see the time and move around and know that I was only giving myself this amount of time to get things done. It was just a, something that I needed to implement mm-hmm. to help myself in this fast-paced, busy world that this time is allotted for my mindfulness or my journaling or whatever it is. Well, and sometimes you can even do things like finding different activities that really ground you. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes walking on your grass barefoot, Yeah. oh my gosh. We walk in shoes all the time. Right. Find what grounds you and just go do it. It doesn't yeah, have like to. Like I went out and stargazed like the other night. Like yeah. I put that, I was like, I really like that. And why haven't I done that? And I don't even know how long. So I just went outside. It allowed me to feel centered. Mm-hmm. I love the hammock during warmer months. Yeah. I love sitting out in the hammock and reading a book or listening to my book. It just feels so nice just to be out there doing that. And so it is. Maybe it's going on a walk. Maybe it's, you know what I read the other day? I read that if you if you have a dog, if you talk to your dog and you make eye contact with your dog while you're talking to your dog, it releases oxytocin not only for you, but also your dog. Wow. Yeah. So if you sit there and you like talk to your dog and make eye contact and just have a conversation. Like they say, like, talking to your plants and stuff helps them grow and things like that. Like. I- I don't know. I had a philosophy (laughs) class in undergrad that said it didn't. So once I stopped talking to my plants, they all died. Yeah. So so. what happened was I would talk to them. It means I was actually watering them. No, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, all my plants died. Those are the things where you take moments in nature just to be present. That can also affect your circadian rhythm and your sleep and your patterns just getting grounded or getting a deep breath of fresh air. Sometimes we're just go, go, go from one building to another or don't even leave our house sometimes, especially those of us that work from home. Oh, yeah. You're like, I don't think I've showered in three days and I haven't (laughs) left the house in five. Exactly. Like I need to brush and floss my teeth and like maybe put some dry shampoo on my hair. But how can social media then impact our peace of mind and how can we really guard against those things? Oh, yeah. 
again, I'm going to say setting boundaries, recognizing mm-hmm. what your triggers are, right. and really limiting your exposure to what's negative. If you are triggered by crime shows, don't watch crime shows. <laughs> if you're triggered by watching TikTok Pinterest. late at night, <laughs> yeah, you know me yeah. and my Pinterest, don't do that. Yeah. You know, Set a limit for yourself. If I find myself on, I don't know if I have even have TikTok on my phone because I'd sit there and next thing you know, it's two in the morning. Doom scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And so part of it is just really taking regular breaks from social media. And that doesn't mean you have to delete it. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, it just means, okay, fine. I'm not going to go on it. But it's really hard because that's how... I feel a like- lot of us find connection with that. Yeah. And I think that we let that ground us in a way, but it doesn't fill us up. In grounding, though we're dissociating, which is, sorry, that's a therapist term, but we're not connecting. We're disconnected when we're dissociating. And that allows us a, a reprieve from like our life and maybe in stress. You need to give yourself a limit because you don't want to totally disconnect with everything. Exactly. And so part of this is like where we live, a lot of people, it's like it feels because like Pacific Northwest, I don't know, we're just backwards or something still. Mm-hmm. We still all connect through Facebook. Yeah. And so it's funny because they'll send little Well, because memes. we're older. Well, yeah, we are older. <laughs> So we're still on like the MySpace Facebook train. <laughs> I no longer have a MySpace. Thank you. Well, I know. Nobody does. <laughs> Maybe I still do. I, I um, but yeah, and so part of it is just connecting like that, is reaching out, but putting a limit on it. Mm. And maybe that's it. Like in the morning when I have my coffee, I'll check in. Not that I need to know what's going on in the world. I, I don't know. We'll see what Randy was posting last yeah. night or what she and the kids did or whatever. But then I'll also follow up with a text. Yeah. Yeah. We also talk to each other. Oh, or I saw you posted this or this happened. Or we tell each other, but then we're like, oh, yeah, I saw that on your social media. Because we still have connection outside of that. And I think that's important that you're still fostering Mm -hmm. your friendships and your relationships outside of social media as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Randy, how can you protect your peace in challenging situations or conflicts? This is hard, especially if it's like something with a relationship or a friendship or a family member or work, and there's like a really big conflict, you really need to work on effective communication, active listening, like giving that person the time to say what they need to say, but then digesting it and communicating back to like your feelings and needs and having empathy for yourself and others. Real quick. Active listening, that is such a therapy word. Mm -hmm. What is active listening? So it is, breaking it down, it's when you are actively involved in listening to the other person. You're present, you're hearing them, you're repeating back to them what they're saying. So you're clarifying that you are hearing them, that you're on the same page, that you are understanding them, asking for clarification if you don't understand. So really being present. Like a lot of times we're looking at our phone, we're doing something else. It's not being busy with other things. It's not being distracted. It's actually looking at the person, hearing what they're saying, seeing them, seeing the their emotions on their face, and then communicating with them about it. One of the hints is that if you're already forming a thought and you're getting your conversation, yeah, you're thinking ahead, you're thinking ahead, you're not actively listening. Mm-mm. In order to actively listen, you have to focus on them. And then when they stop, 
you're supposed to formulate your thought. 99% of people do not active listen. Jess and I know how because we've been trained Mm -hmm. because we are therapists. And it takes a lot of training and it takes a lot of effort, a lot of concentration. Even as a therapist. Yes. Because sometimes you're like, oh, oh, oh. And you have to like, or this is not about me. You do not make it about you when you are actively listening to somebody else. Yeah. A lot of people do that though. A lot of people. Okay. So how do you stay committed in protecting your peace when faced with obstacles then? So when you have these obstacles that pop up, whether it's a conflict or an obstacle in your life, you need to remember why you are protecting your peace and the benefits that you are getting out of prioritizing your mental health, your well-being, and your self-care. And when you surround yourself with these thoughts and you surround yourself with a community of like-minded people or you seek professional help to help guide you on your walk through this, then you'll be able to get through these setbacks because you have practiced, you have self-compassion, you have used the tools in your toolbox to guard your peace and set boundaries and that you know that you are growing and you are on this path for growth and healing. And one of these things that I want to point out is that an obstacle can be a family member. If you have a family member, I have a bio father that I don't talk to. I haven't, I've talked to maybe three times since I've been 18. Mm. I don't like him. He's not somebody that I want in my life or in my child's life. Right. And so I protected my peace by setting a very healthy boundary with him. And I am okay with that. Right. I'm very okay. Because every time I let it go, it's like, she oh, doesn't yeah. have guilt about it. I don't have any guilt no. about it. I made a choice. And so you can set that boundary and protect your peace, even with family members. And I think Randy and I probably need to explore that more so in a different mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, because- with toxic family yeah. members. We did talk about it a little bit in like red flags for toxic friendships. And that can be the same with family members, but we probably need to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, because so many people don't think they should be allowed to set boundaries with their family uh, or yeah, not especially. talk to people. Yeah, that- they feel like, well, we're blood. Like <laughs> my sister is adopted, so I have a hard time with that because she is She's your family. She is my family. And even her partner has challenged that in ways. And I get very bristly about it because she's been my baby sister since for forever. And I don't see the difference. A lot of people feel like because you're blood or you're this or you're that. Or your family. Just because you're family. Yeah, that you they should... have access to you in some yes. way. And they can treat you negatively or they can make decisions for you or that they have a right to your peace and they don't let's be honest most trauma comes from family most things that are horrible happen from somebody we know so we need to learn to protect ourselves from people we are supposed to trust and i want to say if most of us mamas will protect our children and we'll mama bear up but you are just as worthy as your child yeah. For you to mama bear up for yourself, and really, I, truly. I feel like when you protect your peace, you're protecting your inner child that maybe has not gotten that protection. Oh, yeah, Ooh, maybe. I, I know. Just got you gave me goosebumps. Good job, Randy. <laughs> <sighs> Let's protect our peace. Let's take proactive steps towards achieving emotional balance and mental wellness. Your well-being is important. And we're here, Randy and I are here, to support you 
every step of the way. Let's break the stigma around mental health and let's empower each other to protect our peace. And we really hope that this episode inspired you to prioritize your peace, guard your heart, and take intentional steps towards guarding your mental health and your well-being. Remember, protecting your peace is not a luxury. It's a necessity for your overall well-being. Yes, and you deserve a life filled with peace and joy and some sanity. Thanks for listening and normalizing mental health with us. Don't forget to check out our free resources and favorites on our website, unapologeticallyrandyandjess.com. Like and share this episode and tune in next week.